Did you know that right now there's a group of people running the business of their dreams? They are respected leaders in their field, working with clients they love and serving them profitably. Now, are they famous? Depends on who you ask. They're not signing autographs at the grocery store or taking selfies every five minutes. They're not trying to be everywhere on social media. Yet when they show up at trade events and conferences, they are recognized and sought after. They're the ones everyone else looks up to. They're the next generation of thought leaders in their space. So what's their secret? Well, they've become famously influential to the right people, and so can you. Today, we'll dig into the story of one of these leaders and deconstruct how they became micro-famous. You won't just come away inspired, you'll come away with a new strategy and a new way of thinking. So while your competition is scattered, chaotic, and chasing every shiny object, you can move forward with confidence and clarity. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, agency founder and author of Microfamous. And if you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Microfamous Podcast. I am your host, Matt Johnson. I have a one of my new favorite people on the show is actually the guest today, Dr. Pule Raymond. He's a best-selling author, speaker, fellow musician. Uh, he's the host of I Got Happy Podcast, which I was very fortunate to be featured on just within the last few weeks. And we had such a great time that I invited him on to the show here to share what he's doing and what he's up to because he is really dialing in becoming micro-famous for one word and really getting back to something that he's passionate about and tying in the various elements of the things that make up his personality and his work experience and his marketing guru and, and just all the things that he's been doing for the last several decades, tying them up into a persona and a business behind it that's built around one word, right? Now, he's on his sixth book. We're going to talk a little bit about his system for writing a high-quality book in three months. I'm super excited. That's toward the end of the, the episode, so make sure to stick around for that. But we really dive deep into the thought process and the strategy and the thinking behind this whole shift because he's been in the marketing space. He's a marketing expert in his own right. He's an expert in how to sell big-ticket packages into big companies, how to get past the gatekeepers, how to get to the right person who can say yes. He's, on, he's written a book about that. That's the most recent one. Uh, but he's shifting to building an entire business that incorporates his whole self. And so we talk about what it means to be a splintered person, where essentially you build this business and you might even be really successful and become micro-famous in that space, but you look around and realize like, oh, I just became micro-famous for the wrong thing. And I've been through that. Pelé has been through that. A lot of people listening, you're probably nodding your heads along because you realize that Yes, something that I did worked and I started to become known for it, but I realized it wasn't the thing that I'm passionate about doing for the rest of my life. And so now I'm on this journey to become micro-famous for the right thing. Well, how do you figure out what that right thing is? And how do you nail it down to one word so that you can become linked to that one word? That's what we talk about with Pelé because he's figured out what his one word is. He knows what his number one strategy is to reach the right people. We talk about that. We talk about how he's avoiding becoming known for the wrong things and how, it, how that shift is playing out and how to avoid becoming that splintered person. So it's a super, super awesome conversation. I encourage everybody, once you listen to the episode, go check out Play's website, the podcast, I Got Happy. Go get into his world. I think you'll love his music. You'll love his energy. He's one of those people that as soon as you jump in uh, to a call or a podcast with him, you don't even have to see him. You can hear it in the tone of his voice that he's smiling. And that's really, really awesome and rare, right? So I'm excited for you guys to hear the conversation. So let's jump in with Dr. Pillay. Well, the doctor is in. <laughs> How are you, man? Welcome to the show. I'm doing very well, Matt. It's a pleasure to be hanging out with you on your podcast this time. I know. So we, uh, we talked about uh, in the intro how I was a guest on your podcast. And, uh, and just briefly, where do people go to grab that? And what's the, uh, 
who's, who's the right person to listen to that podcast? What do they get out of it? Well, you know, as, as we discussed, I've recently rebranded myself uh, from the, the marketing space uh, into the happy space, <laughs> you know, into the, into the culture building uh, space. My, my uh, PhD was actually in organization and management. And I've always had a passion for helping build people. Um, of course, helping them with marketing and making money is, is a great way to go. But now I've switched back to things like the science of happiness and how do you implement better cultures and organizations. So um, it would be, uh, uh, my focus really now is on, on helping people with culture and, and happiness in organizations. Yeah. So you're kind of uh, on, on the same journey I am in the sense that like what, what you want to be known for has evolved over the years. I mean, you're working on your, mm -hmm. your sixth book. So you're way ahead, way ahead of me there. Your last book, tell me about the last book mm -hmm. and, and what's, and then let's dive into the shift a little bit in terms of how you're presenting yourself. What was the last book? Yeah. Well, the last book, actually, you can see on a video here, it's called Big Ticket Clients, right next to my guitar. You know, you and I are both musicians, so yep. you got to have the music instruments there. Okay. <laughs> but um, Big Ticket Clients was my last book. And I love that book. The focus of that book was really how do you help consultants um, and coaches? And I like to call them people like me. We're the small guys, right? How do, we, mm -hmm. how do you help the small guys break into the big ticket companies, big ticket clients, big ticket companies. You know, you've got tons of gatekeepers. It's hard to get in. How do you actually get into big companies and sell things to them? And the, 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 the answer in that book, and you have to wait till the uh, 11th chapter to really get it, is basically podcasting, right? I, <laughs> no way. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like, I go through this, I go through this, you know, that's why, you know, you know I told you, you and I are like brothers from another yeah, mother. Yeah, that's right? hilarious. Um, you know, I go through this whole thing of explaining to people that, you know, you can't get big ticket companies by using small ticket marketing strategies. You've got to use strategies that help build relationships. And in today's business world online, there's no better tool to build relationships long distance than video and audio in a podcast. And people will come on your podcast, even though they've got lines of gatekeepers, They'll come on your podcast from big companies because they want to be, you know, micro famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they want to spread their word. So getting them on the podcast is really the core strategy of that book. So I use that yeah, to help the, the, the little guys getting to big companies. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, so tell me how that ties in because you, you said you're kind of rebranding from being in the marketing space and that book was kind of the culmination of that. And now you're shifting over to happiness, which is, I guess, for you, kind of a re-return, basically a return to yeah. your roots and, and what your specialty and what your passion is. Um, so so if, you, if you had to be linked to a certain problem that you solve, because we, we kind of know what word you want to be linked to, which is happiness, right? So you want to mm -hmm. get out there and you want to own the word happiness in a certain space. Yeah. But what, what is the problem that you're solving for people? Is it getting in... Uh, and, and building a better culture. Like, and, and tell me a little bit about more about like, how do you solve the problem of building happiness? Yeah, no, thanks for that question. And in fact, I'm actually going to go back to one word that you mentioned earlier, which is also tell us why. Why are you doing this? Why are you making mm -hmm. this shift? Um, okay, so let's start with why. Um, you know, whenever you're going to sell anything, you've got to be congruent with what you're selling and who you're selling to. So for example, if you want to sell people on how to become great leaders, the first question they're going to ask is, are you a great leader? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So you, there's got to be some congruence there. Now, I've sold a lot of things. Um, I've taught a lot of things. And teaching people about how to become multimillionaires uh, in the marketing space 
is not something I'm very congruent with, right? Mm -hmm. I know things, but you can't look at me and you can't see my Bentley behind me, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're not, gonna, you're not gonna get that. I don't boast about those things and it's not obvious. Yeah. But the one thing about me that I've learned over time is that if I'm authentic to myself and the things I love, that's evidence in and of itself. And the one thing that I have is I'm a happy person. Um, I, I, I'm truly happy when I do music. Mm -hmm. And so I said to myself, I'm going to go back to that base of authenticity because my music makes me happy. It makes other people happy. All you got to do is go to my website. The first song is called I Got Happy. Okay, mm -hmm. come on. How much, how much more can you say happy, right? Yeah. So I really returned. Thanks for saying that. I returned. I didn't go somewhere else. I returned yeah to what really makes me come alive. And that's become my base of moving forward with business. Now, what mm -hmm. problem does that solve in companies? All right, $300 billion is spent every single year on stress management in companies, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, um, I think it's like 200,000 people or so die from stress. Mm -hmm. People are 70%, up to 85% of people are disengaged from their jobs. Like they go to work every day, but they don't want to be there. They want to get the heck out of there. Um, and they're just not happy. Mm -hmm. And so all of these issues, right, have got to be dealt with. And leaders need to know how to deal with these things. HR needs to know how to do how to deal with these things. And that's the problem. It's a cultural problem that can only be solved when people embrace what they love, mm -hmm. find the intrinsic things that make them happy. And then when they come to work, they become more productive. And there's a lot of science behind it. You know, my degree, um, my PhD is actually in organization and management. So I'm really a brain-based teacher. Like I'm into the science of, okay, what happens in your brain that makes you happy and how does that turn into productivity? So okay. it's not just, you know, fuzzy happiness, let's sing a song. It's how do I practice happiness, make it a part of my everyday work so that my everyday work becomes better. That's really mm. where I'm at right now. Cool. And before we dive into like how you're going about becoming micro famous and linked to the word happiness, because I want to talk about that before we dive off. Um, how did you decide, you know, you already have the skill set and you have the knowledge base and you have the mechanism for building relationships with people inside big companies. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of ways to deliver content into a company. You could do workshops, you could do cohorts, you could just do speaking engagements at conferences and events. Mm -hmm. So how did you kind of narrow down and decide, this is how I'm going to package myself to make me easy to buy from? Yeah. You know, I, I can't remember if it was you and I talking about this, but, um, and I don't remember if you said it about yourself, but I'm one of those guys who's really very easy to get to know quickly and mm -hmm. like quickly. Um, I'm good. Like, you know, I, I, I can fall in love with anybody the first time. I just don't want to come work for you. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. I'm, we're both, we're both terrible employees. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a great long-term employee, but I'm really good with the, the quick connection and how do we leverage that into value? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I realized that if you look at all the technologies, uh, just scan the, the marketing space online and, I, and you and I are experts in this space. I cannot find a, a, a technology or a technique more powerful than being able to look someone in the eye, okay, smile with them and build a relationship. And, and for me, it's podcasting. Mm -hmm. So as a podcaster myself, I, I did almost 70 episodes of just the, the mar marketing focus. And I just realized, wow, I've got to use this stuff for, for myself in doing the thing I really want to do. 
Yeah. And so you were actually one of my first guests in that transition. And yeah. sure enough, you're a musician too. And it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is something is telling me to do this. So yeah. um, I think the answer to your question is, you know, workshops are great. Why? Because you get one-on-one FaceTime connection with people. Mm-hmm. Same thing with speaking. Anything that's event-based yeah. is going to be good because it is a connection. It's a human connection. Um, when you start messing with email as your only strategy, then you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Email needs to be a complement. Social technologies should be complements to one-on-one human connection if you really want to build relationships. That's why, I, why I've arrived at podcasting as kind of the front end of my marketing strategy. Yeah, yeah, same for me. Uh, we both have very, very similar views on it. Uh, and I was talking to one of my good friends who runs a marketing company, and he's also doing a mastermind for mostly for his top clients. And then uh-huh. that, all, that also kind of acts as a, pa- a passive top of the funnel, meet new people kind of strategy, right? Yeah. Uh, what he said is that he went out and he studied all the best masterminds. And I mean, like Ryan Dice's board, the war room, the boardroom, the, 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 the inner circle, like a, basically any, anybody's super platinum, titanium, moldenium, whatever, uh, yeah. plat, you know, inner circle yeah. mastermind. Mm-hmm. He said that all the best ones have an element where you start by meeting in person mm-hmm. and you build that connection and then you maintain the connection with, let's say, monthly video hangouts of some kind. He mm-hmm. said, but the ones like w- the people that run the best masterminds have figured out that if you try to strip out the in-person component, mm-hmm. nothing else makes up for it. Yes. Right. So I totally get that. And I, I think I get where you're coming from in terms of like selling big, big ticket things to bigger companies, mm-hmm. which is they want you to come in, yeah. right? They want you to come in and do a workshop. So if you're, if you're able and willing to offer that to me, it makes it a lot easier to buy from you because that's what they want. You're packaging yourself in a way that makes it easy for them to buy. Yeah, absolutely. That you Love can't it. beat you can't beat the human connection. Yeah. Um, you know, I and and actually that's one of the another one of the reasons why I'm changing focus. Um, again, I'm a guy who writes songs about about the heart, uh, mm-hmm. about happiness, uh, about the journey we're all on. You know, it's just it, look, I, that's got to lead. I've got to lead with that. You know, mm-hmm. that's what sells me. That's what makes me someone that you can hang out with. You know, I'd rather be a guy you can have a beer with. Than, than the guy who uh, promises to make you millions of dollars. It's just not my style. I'm just yeah. you know, more of a, about the human connection. Yeah, I haven't talked a lot about this publicly, but I think at some point I'm going to write a book about archetypes mm. uh, for thought leaders. And mm. yeah, I think it's like in terms of becoming micro famous, and I'm just going to spout this off because at this point it's just theory. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the people that are the most successful, they they step into this archetype that people want to be and they want to be around, mm. right? If you look at Tony Robbins, if you look at Gary Vee, if you look at anybody that's kind of made a living as a thought leader and especially as a public speaker, mm-hmm. it's not just that they're cool. It's not just that they're likable. It's not just that it's the type of person you'd want to hang out with. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I want to be like them. Yeah. And the more that I spend time with them, whether it's virtually or in person and showing up to their events, the more I absorb a little bit of, of them and I become like them. I think that's why people share Gary Vee's stuff around the internet, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about why do people share stuff about the hustle? Do they really want people to know how hard they're working? Like, yeah, that maybe that's part of it, mm-hmm. but they do it because they get, to be, they get to be a certain type of person by sharing that on social media. Uh, and I think that's something that we can, can cultivate intentionally. I, you know, some people I think step into it accidentally, but if you're intentional about it, which I think is exactly what you're doing, you're stepping mm-hmm. into a certain archetype of mm-hmm. someone who is 
happy, fulfilled, chasing their dreams, which mm-hmm. is what everybody wants to be. Exactly. You know? Exactly. If you ask anyone what they most want in life, they want to be happy. Yeah. Um, but, but what brings us, most of us, unhappiness is when we become a splintered self. We become a splintered self because on the one hand, we know, we know, nobody has to tell us what, what makes us happy and what we want. But we're out there trying to become, as you say, all these other archetypes. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be the archetype of the, the leader in the corner office mm-hmm. or, or the multimillionaire. I mean, sure, we can work hard and do all those things. But if you leave the things that are truly you, that make you happy, you'll be a splintered person. You'll, you'll never mm-hmm. be 100% in what you're trying to do. So mm-hmm. I've experienced that so much in my life that I finally said, you know what? I'm on a podcast, so no, no, uh, no bad words. <laughs> you know what? Forget about it. <laughs> I'm not well going to, yeah, I'm not going to live this lifetime without living myself, being myself. Mm-hmm. How can I continue to sell products and sell teaching and training and never, ever play my guitar? Never, ever sing my songs. I mean, someone told me, actually, I had a podcast today. The way they, they decided to come on my podcast, apparently, was this guy, he's a big professor, wrote, wrote a book. Actually, his name is Joshua Spodek, wrote a book called Initiative. So I'll give him a plug. Mm-hmm. Um, Joshua said that the way he decided to come on my podcast was that he went to my website and all he saw was this happy guy <laughs> playing his guitar. He said he listened to all my songs and the authenticity was so real. He's like, I got to talk to this guy. Yep. I have not ever had a testimonial like that from when I was selling just here, let's go make a bunch of money for you. Mm-hmm. If we start with that, which makes us happy and makes us authentic, it actually leads to money. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the link that I'm building for companies is yeah. connecting internal joy to productivity for every employee and every leader. Mm, love it. Okay. So before we get super tactical, cause I want to ask you about your system for writing books. Cause you're, you're in your sixth book and you've got yeah. this crazy, yeah, I think you've got this really dialed in system that I'm, I want to dig into just a, a little bit okay. before we do, what's the best way to connect with you and especially get into your world and listen to the podcast. Well, first of all, it's the, I got happy podcast. It is on uh, iTunes and everywhere else. And um, believe it or not, I Got Happy is a song I wrote called I Got Happy. Um, and the best way to find everything about me is on drpele.com, D-R-P-E-L-E.com. Um, and, you know, if you, if you want to boil down to what I do now, I want to be a, an organizational culture consultant. Mm-hmm. I want to help people build cultures where, you know, people come first, truly, not just, hey, people come first, but yeah. they actually do. And, yeah. and that is really what creates productivity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I produce a podcast for someone who's in a, a high level executive recruiting consultant in the aviation uh-huh. aerospace industry. We're talking about huge multi, multi, multi-billion dollar companies. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that they're learning the hard way, the exact same thing which is that the younger people like, so let's say people our age, late, late, mid to late thirties and younger, yep. we're all coming up going, yeah, I don't care. Like an extra 50 grand a year in my pocket isn't worth me being unhappy. So if you want me to come work for your multi-billion dollar company, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to prove to me that you put people first. And Absolutely. I think companies are slowly finding out the hard way. Now out in the entrepreneur land, we, we know it because we work with nothing but freelancers. And if they're not happy, we know it just like that because they leave. Yep. 
Yeah. But yeah, it, it is interesting that no matter how big and stodgy the company, they're mm -hmm. they're finding this stuff out and they're going to need people like you to come in and implement the changes. So yeah. I think and, you're and, on the forefront. And, and, and something else I want to say about that, because you and I are both marketing guys, is there's a marketing angle to this too. I have to be honest with you that I could not fit the music thing into um, online marketing. And the high ticket sales. <laughs> the high big ticket, no. big ticket sales. Or, <laughs> I, I couldn't fit it. I just, come on, how do I get this in there? Yeah. But, when you, but, but, but when you say that your mantra is, yeah, when your mantra is, hey, I believe in people need to get happy first and therefore mm -hmm. success will follow. And hey, I have a song called, I Got Happy. Mm -hmm. It just works. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. And, I, and I've struggled with that because you and I both know Tiamo uh, Divitori. Yep. Uh, he has a really amazing system for how to incorporate and blend business and music together, which I think you're, you're taking some cues from him. You're, you're blending yep. it with what you know. Uh, I, I, I might do something like that at some point as well. But at the very least, I'm going to take all the stuff that I know from the marketing side and, and blend it into my music, even if it's technically separate. For me, like I look at it as, as all, it's all one thing. Like I, yeah. I, my passion is helping launch new thought leaders into the world. Yep. And I'm going to take all the stuff that I've learned from doing that. And I'm going to launch myself into the world as a yep. musician as well. Uh, so it's all, I mean, to me, I see it as all one thing. Uh, and you're, you're absolutely right. When you, when you see the things that you do every day and you get, even if you, even if it all works and you get micro famous, but you get micro famous for something that leaves off an entire part of your personality. Splintered is a great way to put it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just don't feel whole, mm -mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you and I are very similar in that way. All right. Let's talk about your book writing process. How in the world do you crank out a book? And I mean a good book in three months. <laughs> well, thank you for, for using the word good uh, <laughs> okay. behind the book because that, that is important. <laughs> um, you know, okay. So over there, I don't know if you can see it. I have, mm -hmm. um, can you see that there's yep. five? One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, the formula I have is, is, first of all, I use Scrivener. So for anybody who's, who's into like, uh, it's, it, I think it's both Mac and Windows, but Scrivener is a great place. Okay. The formula I have is I, I first ask the question, who is my enemy? I know that, that, may, sound, I mean, that, that, that may sound a little negative here, but let's, let's just work with me on this. Who's my enemy? So in the last book I wrote, my enemy for big ticket clients was all these online gurus who go around, you know, with their, with their uh, Bentleys and their, their fake airplanes in the background, mm -hmm. trying to teach everybody that they can be multimillionaires um, just by clicking the button below. <laughs> you know, and then they send you 500 emails. And, so, and, and then I tried all that. I paid tens of thousands of dollars to go learn that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work for me the way they promised. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was my enemy. I found that having an enemy up front really helps you write a book. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I wrote, therefore, the book that says big ticket clients can only be acquired by building authentic relationships. Mm -hmm. So start with that big picture. Who, who am I serving? Who is the enemy to this, to this plot, this story, yeah. right? And therefore, what can I use to destroy that enemy? I know this is so, so terrible. No, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, this is like, classic storytelling stuff, which, which it, goes it, back to what you talked to me about in the lead up to our last podcast, which I thought was brilliant. You helped me really put my story in a way that fit your podcast perfectly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this all, this all makes total sense. It's not a negative question. It's an issue mm -hmm. of who am I serving and what is the obstacle that stands between them and what they want? 
Absolutely. There okay. it is. Then the next thing I, I figure out for myself is what is the style of this book going to be? So number one, is it going to be written in my voice? Like, you know, I went one day and I did this. Okay. Or is it going to be written? Cause we're talking nonfiction here. So, or is it going to be written like a teacher? Am I going to be just starting from scratch? I'm a teacher or am I going to use science? You know, a lot of people don't believe things um, upfront. You have to sort of prove it to them using science. What's my voice going to be? I read a book recently. Have you, have you read or heard of 10% Happier? It's by, uh, gosh, I got to remember the, the author, but 10% Happier, great book. And the voice that he used is that of a very funny guy who doesn't believe anything's possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, and what that voice does is it makes all of us who are skeptics really believe him. Yep. You know, so I figure out the voice. So the first thing is, who's my enemy for this story, right? Um, and then the second one is, what voice am I going to use? Um, the voice I'm using in, um, in this book called I Got Happy is the most personal voice I've ever used. It's actually all true. Um, I start from the fact that I was very stressed and unhappy as an employee. It was, I, I, I literally couldn't, it was, <laughs> you know the story. Let oh, me just yeah. stop there, okay? <laughs> I couldn't survive it, okay? And because of that, um, I went off into this journey of figuring out how can I help other people build companies by building happy people inside these mm -hmm. companies. So you got to find your voice. Then the third thing is very technical. Just segment out your chapters. Make sure that each chapter makes one big point. Um, you know, don't try to do too much. Make one big point. Leave one big teachable thing per chapter. So if you've got 10 chapters, hopefully that's 10 points. What I'm doing in this current book called I Got Happy is I'm actually using 10 of my songs. Each chapter is actually a song. So like okay. chapter one is called, Who Are You? I wrote a song called, Who Are You? It's all about the voices in our head. How do we get those voices, stop them from distracting us and making us splintered people? How do we mm -hmm. control the voices? So chapter one talks about those voices, but then I use scientific research to wrap around how I talk about that. So you got 10 songs, they're for um, selling the point, Therefore, meditating, therefore, everything, and then 10 chapters sort of married together. Yeah. So I don't know how, what this is going to be, but this for me is the work of my life. I'm so happy that I can include my music in the work that can help other people uh, find their true joy uh, and, and implement it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's brilliant. Um, and I think it will, it will work most of all. And I think it, like it, all, it all ties together. It's all very congruent, which we mentioned at the very start. Yeah. And uh, to me, like the, the music part of it and the fact that you are genuinely happy and, and not because you are disconnected from reality, but because you built a reality that supports your happiness, you found what works for you. Yeah. To me, that makes it like rock solid to the core. It's not a veneer of happiness over a life of still just pursuing wealth and, and all the wrong things. So I think that like to me, like when it's congruent all the way down to the core, like that's what really resonates with people. Yeah. I think that makes the process of becoming micro famous for that thing, in your case, happiness. I think that makes it a lot easier and faster when it's all the way, when, when it's authentic down to the core. And then, yeah, I love that. So segment the chapters that the, making the one big point in each chapter, man, that's hard to do, but yeah. it so <laughs> forces you to clarify. It does. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's really good. It's really tempting to throw a whole bunch of stuff in there into each chapter just to flesh out the content. But yeah, you're well, right. One point. We got Google, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's the biggest library in the world. If I wanted to fill a chapter, 
I just Google stuff and I could do, say whatever I want to say. But <laughs> saying that one thing that's so powerful very well is a way of organizing all the disparity of content that's out there. Yeah, 100% agreed. Well, man, this has been awesome. I knew, I knew it would be, but this is fantastic. <laughs> and, I, and I love the, the ideas that we talked about with the book. I love what you're doing with podcasting and just the overall direction of the business. So I hope people check out the I Got Happy podcast. You can check out my episode of that. That was our first conversation, which was awesome. You guys could, uh, should go listen to that. And uh, I wish you all the best. I know you're going to be micro famous for happiness. Dude, I love that micro famous concept. I keep saying it in my mind, even when I'm saying, hey, you know what? I'm really just trying to be micro famous, aren't I? Isn't that what this is? <laughs> so I love that. And I want you to know uh, I'm your supporter every way for that. Thanks, one. man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Micro Famous Podcast. If you're ready to become famously influential to the right people, connect with us at getmicrofamous.com. It's the best way to take the next step to implementing the Micro Famous strategy in your business so you can attract an audience, build influence, and become the micro famous leader you're meant to be. And we'll see you on the next episode.